That's right, competitor. On today's brand new episode, we're talking with four-time American Ninja Warrior contestant, Angela Gargano. My name's Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Every Day Podcast, a show designed to help driven people build a winning mindset so they can build their winning life. Welcome to the show. What's up, competitor? Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and welcome or welcome back to this brand new episode of the Compete Every Day Podcast. I'm so incredibly excited you are here to kick off a brand new day as I get to introduce you to a brand new friend. Angela and I got connected, as we mentioned here on the show, thanks to a former guest. Big shout out to her, Jody Cook, for doing the introduction to us. But Angela runs a business of teaching women how to build pull-ups. She is a magazine cover model. She is, as I mentioned, American Ninja Warrior contestant. She is just an all-around good human being doing some great work to help people build confidence, build skills and training, and more importantly, continue to show up and compete for their best life. As we dive into today's show, I want to give a quick shout out to Competitor Nation member of the week, Megan Barkley. Megan's been in Competitor Nation in our free Facebook community for the last, wow, two and a half years or so. And so shout out to Megan. Thank you for sharing feedback for me reading my book, Compete Every Day. I think that was your first post in the community is sharing a picture by the pool with that book in hand and you continue to comment, engage, and post in the community, encouraging others and holding them accountable to compete every day. So Megan, shout out to you. Thanks for being part of the online community. If you're listening to this and you want to join that, super easy. All you got to do is head to facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day or get on Facebook, go to the search bar and just type in competitor nation. It's free to join and we would love to have you in this community with thousands of other competitors committed to getting better every single day. Now, let's dive into today's brand new episode so you can get to know my new friend, Angela. Angela, welcome to the Compete Every Day podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, excited for today's conversation. A shout out to our mutual friend who we actually just raved about offline, Jody Cook, uh, who's also been a guest here on this show as well. Uh, and Jody reached out to me and was like, hey, you need to connect with a friend of mine. I think not only would she be awesome on the podcast, but y'all just need to know each other. So here we are. Uh, when I was looking up and preparing for this today, I, I didn't really even know where to introduce you with, because obviously you're a CEO of a couple of groups. Uh, you've been obviously an American Ninja Warrior. Uh, you've been on the cover of magazines like if you were going to describe yourself today, how would you? Uh, and then separately, tell me what you do. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's interesting when I always say like my titles, I'm like, whoa, it's a lot. But yeah, so I normally just say that four-time American Ninja Warrior, um, cover girl, and you know, also the international fitness person, speaker. <laughs> um, but mainly what I do is I help women get their pull-ups with my program called Pull-Up Revolution. It's helped over 500 women get their first pull-up. Um, so we're really adamant on helping just conquer more pull-ups throughout my life. I just want to get everyone a pull-up. <laughs> 
So it's funny you say that because I remember back when I was doing CrossFit from like 2010, 11 to like 16, 17. Pull-ups obviously were a struggle for a, a lot of women in that regard. Just regular kipping and then butterfly everything else. People might look at you and think, you're an American Ninja Warrior. Look how jacked you are. You have like, take me back to when you struggled with pull-ups if you ever struggled with pull-ups and then what eventually inspired you to say, I really want to help more women do this skill and why that's important to you. Absolutely. So I honestly never fully struggled with any upper body strength because being a gym, I was a gymnast, a college gymnast, and I was very much a bar worker. So we were always kind of like hanging on the bar and doing stuff like that. It's interesting because I actually had more issues with my lower body, which is actually normally flips, right? Normally females are like strong, like lower body, their upper body, maybe they have to work a little bit harder on. So I was flipped with it, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, when it came up to actually start teaching the pull-ups, everyone kept coming to me. I had owned a gym for a while and they're like, oh, you were on American Ninja Warrior. All I've ever wanted to do is just do a pull-up. So it always come back to like, I just wanted to do a pull-up. So I'd always be like, well, why not? Like, why can't we get one? Let's, let's try and get one. So I started helping and it was always, you know, females It's always between the age of like, 35 to like 60. And they're like, oh, I can't do it now. Like I'm too old. Like I'm not going to be strong enough. And I'm like, no, there's, you can literally get it right now. So let's do it. So we started working on it. And what I started seeing is not only the process being more fun for them, because instead of them coming in to lose weight or to get a bikini body or anything on those lines, they were coming in to get a skill, which makes it, I think way more fun to come in and work out. Then when they accomplish that skill, because they would start from like literally impossible, like just hanging there. Then when they finally did conquer that skill by showing up, they started to realize that there was a lot more opportunity and a lot more things that are, that they, that they could possibly do. That was not just a pull-up, right? So it's actually more than just like getting the pull-up. What I think I saw along the journey was that they just became more confident. They started realizing, oh, well, maybe if I learn my pull-up, maybe I can try and swing a kettlebell, or maybe I can, you know, run that marathon I've been wanting to do. The impossible became impossible. So once I started seeing that, I started to look around and I started to see that there was literally nothing out there for females specifically to get their first pull-up that didn't look intimidating. And that wasn't like just kind of confusing and stuff along those lines. And that's where I'm like, wow, this is a great opportunity for that to be my mission to help female get their pull-up and to be that one thing that I think is a missing piece that I wasn't seeing anywhere else. So there, there's a couple of things you said there that I really love and, and want to echo in is the one, the, the translation of developing that fitness skill and getting confidence in the gym and where that translates in life and how a lot of times we understand, hey, I can put in reps, I can have a coach, I can practice, I can work at this, I can develop this thing in the gym, this movement, this skill. And a lot of times there's a disconnect that the same thing applies in life. But once somebody starts to build the confidence by getting the reps and physically seeing that skill build, they start to transition into other areas of life. And so that's why I think one physical fitness and developing that is so incredibly important. The other thing that stood out to me, what you said that I think was interesting was around the skill-based and emphasizing the skill-based because any skill really that we build and develop in the gym from a movement standpoint has life application outside of it. When we look at, hey, I'm just trying to get a six pack abs or have my tricep really pop in the mirror, we don't really translate that to here's how I'm using it in a day-to-day -day life. And so you get confidence for, in my opinion, the building of it, of doing the hard work of eating clean and training it. But the skill piece when you can translate, oh, I'm using these muscles and doing this in life outside of the gym, I think 
to your point, it takes that confidence level to a whole new dynamic. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. It's just a whole other, I mean, and I think that every single person that I've worked with who've gotten there, I always told them at the beginning, like, this is not going to be about the pull-up. <laughs> and they never fully understand it until they got there. And then they realize you're right. This was not just about the pull-up. This was not just about me getting that skill. This was about so many other things that I can now do. It's again, that it's literally, I mean, I think it's like a metaphor for life. It's literally that struggle of like, you're starting with your feet on the ground. You're looking up at this goal that you want to get to. You're trying to get there. You're showing up for it. There's going to be days where you're crushing it. There's going to be days where it sucks again. It's just going to be this whole ride until you finally get up there. So I just think that it's, there's something very special about it. Yeah, th there is. And, and speaking of kind of goals and looking up, I want to flash back a little bit in your journey to something that I think could be applicable. I know you dealt with a couple of, of devastating ACL injuries, I believe in college and then American Ninja Warrior. And there's two pieces to that. One, I would love to hear from your perspective, rebounding from that setback, especially when it comes in the moment of, and maybe you didn't struggle with this, but having your identity wrapped up so much in what you do versus who you are. And I remember as an athlete, when you have an injury, it's really hard because you don't feel like you're the athlete anymore because you're not able to perform. And then obviously you had it happen a second time at, at American Ninja Warrior. So tell me how you kind of dealt with that process of rebounding, because I think for a lot of our listeners, maybe they're dealing with an injury from training, or maybe they're just dealing with a quote injury or setback in life. And they're really struggling with the identity piece of I'm not who I thought I was, and I don't really know what to do with this. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, this is a great question. So I tore my, my ACL in college. I tore my, my left one. Um, first time I ever had an injury that one, I really let me sink down low. I was in college. And like you said, my identity was wrapped in, I'm a college gymnast. That's all I knew. So I didn't really know what else or what to turn to or what to do. So I just kind of turned to partying because that's college. It's like yep. what everyone else is doing. So I'm like, I guess I'm going to do partying now. Right. Then when I got out of that and I went up tearing it again years later, which is wild. I never thought I would tear. I tore the other one. Um, it really, really got me because I was at a really high point in my life. At that point, like I'd owned my gym, I'd gotten a couple covers. I was on Ninja Warrior. Like all this stuff was going right for me. And then all of a sudden, right there, everything just kind of like taken away from me a moment. I now I'm sitting there like devastatingly in on national television, humiliated. I tore my ACL in front of everybody. So then I think that's really where I let the identity thing get to me even more. Cause I was like, wow, like I used to be this ninja warrior. I have in the gym. Now I can't do anything. Who even am I? Do I even matter? So I got really stuck in that mindset, the why me mindset, the who am I mindset for a good amount of time. And I want to be very clear on that because I feel like when people see the journey, sometimes they only see the beginning and the end and they're not yep. really seeing the messy middle. That's like pretty, like pretty intense. And it took me a while to get out of that. It took me a while to kind of like try and turn it into something else. I had people telling me all these things. You're going to like, this is going to be a blessing. This and that. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, leave me alone. Like, it's not going to be a blessing. Like, like what's wrong, like wrong with me, all stuff like that. So I allowed myself to sit in it. And I think that's really important. For people to know wherever you're at right now, you need to sit in that shit, like sit in it, feel it. You're a human, you're a human. You need to feel that. So I think sometimes we try and resist because we're so strong and we're so this, like, instead of like resisting, just allow yourself to feel what you need to feel. Cause it's really important within the process of like what you're, what's going to happen next. So I allow myself to feel it, feel sorry for myself, stuff like that. And then what someone told me is like, make sure you just don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck in that. So feel it, feel it, feel it. Don't get stuck into it. 
And then I started realizing that, you know, as I was sharing my journey of my ACL, I had a brace on, I was working out, started to try and work out with my brace on, not being able to walk. And people kept messaging me and saying to me, Hey, you know what? Like, because you're doing that, I'm actually going through something really hard right now. And that allowed me to kind of show up for myself. And I started to realize that, you know what, this was not about me. This injury was a great opportunity for me to grow to one, learn who else I am outside of being an athlete, work on things that I had never had a chance to work on. So I'd never really had a chance to work on my mindset. I was always going, I never had a chance to work on some of the littler things. Right. And it really was an opportunity for me to grow and then share that journey so that others could see again, the highs and the lows of that journey. And what has happened, which they, people always tell you is that that injury definitely turned into an opportunity. You can either use it as an opportunity to grow. I mean, you, you can either like sit in it and just never get out of it, or you can lean in and then realize this is an opportunity for you to grow and learn a lot more about yourself. And to also recognize that that moment you're in right now, it's probably going to happen again. Maybe not a tear ACL or something along those lines. And that you're going to be more prepared now because you allowed yourself to learn and grow from the process when it does happen again. So uh, let me pull at that a little bit, because I know, you know, especially during this, say this second one, when you went through the process, you got into the top five female competitors, you didn't win it at that moment. You had the injury. How, how did you deal with the fact of doing everything you can and falling short of a goal and then that after piece do I go after the goal again do I be okay not going after that goal to focus on business and other aspects of life um, because I feel like the older we we get sometimes we get so stuck in a goal not working out that we forget to go after the next one yeah I mean absolutely I mean I think when I got hurt you know my my eye after that was like on the prize is like I'm going to come back and I'm going to make this the best freaking comeback ever. So I had my eye on like, I'm going to do that. What I think was really interesting is when I showed up the second time to compete now, you know, where I was able to rip off my brace and stuff like that. The first time it was very much about me and very ego driven and all sorts of like that. The second time I showed up, it wasn't about that anymore. It was about, I, I won by just getting here. Whatever happens, happens way different mindset also just sitting there, just being appreciative of my body. So I think that's, what's really interesting about whatever journey you're on, even if you do everything you can and you don't technically make it the way you want to make it, it's the, it's the journey that actually matters in the long run. It's not about getting the title. It's not about getting on the magazine. All that stuff is great, but it's that journey that you had to get there. So I had already won no matter what had happened at that moment after, after coming back. So I think that it's, you can look at it in a different way. And obviously I think you need to go through some of this stuff because we can preach it all we want, but until you like go through it, it, it's, that's when you start to realize these things. Yeah. I mean, how many of us have heard most of our lives, you know, the, the journey is the destination. Like it's, it's part of that process, not necessarily the outcome piece. And until you get in those moments, and you start to walk through it with that sense of gratitude, you don't fully understand it. Um, and I always go back to the office TV show and the, like at the very end, like one of the last episodes, maybe the finale, Ed Helms's character is just like, man, I wish you could go back to the good old days and realize those were the good old days. Like understanding in the moment, how great it was that that was the good time instead of constantly being in that rush to there and, and focus on that outcome piece. 
I want to shift gears a little bit because now, obviously, you have your hands full in a number of different things uh, from a business standpoint. But I'm curious, a lot of your conversation, the way you've talked, is very much operating in a sense of today and, and gratitude for opportunities while balancing that hunger to continue to grow and develop and impact more. And so I'm curious from you, either from a daily practice standpoint or a consistent check-in, how you manage that tension between operating out of gratitude and, and thankful for what you have and where you are, while managing that hunger to keep pressing for more without it allowing itself to be too toxic. Yeah, you know, I love that you just said that, right? Because it's like, you always kind of like, you, you never fully arrive you know, you never fully arrived yep. where you, where you are, wherever you want to become. And what I noticed and saw that again, when I got the magazine cover or, you know, I had the comeback on Ninja Warrior and all that stuff happened is it didn't really fully, it didn't really change anything. You know what I mean? Like did that, that whole, that moment was great, but like, it was like, all right. And then it's over. Like, you know what I mean? So again, like the journey is so much more important. Um, so I think what, I make sure that I do with like being present is one, I became like really clear on my purpose and like why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm very mission, mission driven in making sure that I'm actually helping others along their journey, whether it be pull-ups or life and things on those lines. So I became very focused on like, why am I even doing this in the first place? Like what, like, why was I even doing that? And I think knowing that and having that in the back of my mind, as long as I'm fulfilling that purpose and I'm filling my cup with that, then the next things that I want to do, just like making sure before I try and to dive into the next thing, knowing that I'm not just doing it to, again, get another title, do another thing. And knowing that it has to be something that I know is going to align with whatever my purpose is. So again, before I think I used to be like chasing things, I'd be like, I want to chase to be in this magazine. I want to chase to do that. I want to tell, and then like, you're kind of like, wait, why am I doing that. So now I kind of take a step back because yeah, I have so many other goals that I want to achieve now, but it's much more purpose driven now. And again, once you really get clear on what it is that you are trying to do and what your mission is, just making sure whatever it is that you're you know, going for next is aligning with that. I think that makes the process a lot better, a lot more enjoyable. Um, and again, less like I'm just chasing things to chase after them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's a perfect way to put it. I mean, I continually I have stuff on my wallpaper on my iPhone to remind myself consistently of that mission. And I noticed about four or five years ago when I really got clear of from what I was trying to do to really tightened in on what I really wanted to show up and do from a mission standpoint. I started filtering everything through that lens much differently. And it really changed to your point, like how you show up, what you do, how you focus on those areas. So I think that's incredibly important. And, and now for me, at least I, I try to revisit it monthly of what have I added to my plate? Does it still fit? Or what do I need to remove that isn't moving me in the direction of that mission? Because it's easy sometimes to say yes to things. And, and obviously we know in life, success is more about learning what to say no to, to really tighten in on what you're trying to do. Angel, I know we've talked about a bunch of different things and obviously I've incredibly enjoyed uh, learning a little bit about the mindset of dealing with setbacks and really that tension because I think a lot of our listeners as high performers struggle with that. They struggle with the gratitude piece, maybe being clear on the mission because there's constantly this drive of how am I getting better? Where am I going to? And I think that's that healthy balance that 
if it tips the wrong way, it creates a very unhealthy tension. But when it's done right, it's probably the tension that helps us grow and, and make the most impact. So for people that want to learn more about you, learn about, obviously, if we have some women listening that want to improve their pull-ups, where is the best place for them to connect with you on that? And then just to follow all the incredible content you have on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram at Angela underscore Gargano. Um, I answer all my messages. I always love to, if you are listening to this podcast, make sure that you send me a message if there's something that you really resonated or a story you want to share. Like that's the part of the reason that we both do what we do. Like I want to hear what resonated with you and what might've helped you along your journey. And then you can find any of the programs or if you ever want to book me to speak for events or anything along those lines at www.angela-gargano.com. Um, again, I check through everything and I just want to make sure that I'm helping people get their pull up and help them along their journey, whatever that may be. And, and so now as we wrap up, I have the last question for you because it always comes up when you talk about uh, this idea of, of lifting weights and, and women, especially living, lifting weights and worrying about how bulky my lats are going to be in arms and dealing with perception of people thinking how you should fit in a certain box according to their perception of what you should look like. And I know you've talked about this on your website. And so I'm curious from your perspective, how you learn to tune out people with either small-minded beliefs or that you don't fit their box to do what's best for you and really what you desire and how you want to help others. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love this question. I have this stuff, so many things happen to me with like that to do, especially with like body type. I've had modeling agencies where like, you're just too manly, like don't even try and model and stuff like that. And I kind of use that to drive me. And that's once I got on the cover, I was kind of like, haha, like kind of proved <laughs> you wrong. Like I proved you wrong. But I think the biggest thing is again, you need to be come so happy with yourself and knowing that this is the body that you were given. This is who you are and you need to love it at all the states it's going to be in. Right. And it may not be like in the best shape all the time, but you need to love it then because just because you get abs later on and stuff like that, that's not going to make you happy. Like it's really not. I know people are like, yeah, it will. I'm like, no, 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 it won't. It won't. If you're not happy right now, when you get there, you're not going to be happy then. So you need to learn to celebrate your body right now in whatever state it is and the journey that it's in and know that your uniqueness and what you are is so special um, that I think people forget that all the times, right? You're sitting there comparing yourself and thinking you need to do all the things or be a certain way by you being unique. That's what makes you special. So it's really hard to come into that. I feel like a lot of times, um, and to really understand that I think it took a lot of work. It took a lot of me, like, again, just constantly looking in the mirror and be like, no, I love my body. Like I love what this is. And, it, and you might need to say it over and over again, and then you might believe it later. Um, but just again, knowing you're so unique and you need to lean into that uniqueness. Well, and what I want to close with an echo in that is the fact of you said every part along the way is the process. And from everything I've heard you operate, especially what it seems like of this place of gratitude, it's, it's, continuing to want to put in the work to become your best because you love yourself. And I know in society, we get this weird idea of, of fat shaming and body shaming and all this stuff. Like it's in, in a lot of our society with fast food and everything else is conditioned to help people be out of shape and obese. And we have this pandemic of obesity in, the, in society, whereas the idea is like appreciate who you are but also be so grateful for the opportunity. You're constantly looking of how can I improve what I eat? How can I move a little bit more today? How can I make sure I take care 
of what I've been given. And so I really appreciated that message from you of blocking out others, loving yourself, but also not being complacent with what you are because you're grateful for what you have. And that's the one thing I always think about is like, you know, you look at it and say, oh, I just love myself the way I am. And I'm like, well, I love my relationships. I'm grateful for my relationships, but that also means I want to continue to pour into those other people and strengthen that relationship and make it better because I do enjoy it and appreciate it. And so it's really grateful hearing that from you. And obviously some of that heart behind what you do, why you do some of the things that you do. Uh, for everybody listening, we've linked to Angela's uh, website, social media, and the show notes. Highly want to recommend, follow her, shoot her a DM. She tells you the truth. She will respond. Uh, in fact, that's how we connected after Jody hooked us up. And so, Angela, I just want to say thanks again for taking the time to come on the show and connect and look forward to grabbing a workout with you the next time I'm down in Austin. Yeah, excited. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.